Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Hey everybody, welcome to the Are You Listening podcast where two guys sit down and talk about some music that we both listened to this week, one of us having known the album previously, the other one listening for the first time. And then we're going to sit here and talk about it for a little bit. I'm Scott. I'm here with my good friend, Brand. How's it going, man? It's going great. I watched Mulan this morning, so I'm in some sort of a mood. So yeah. I'm, ready, I'm ready to rock and roll. That's fun. The boy and I watched uh, some Moon Knight, so that, that's pretty sweet. Oh, you, you never finished that yet? Oh, yeah. No, we're watching it for like the fourth time. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, fair. that's fair. Yeah, big, big fan of that one. We're not here to talk about what we've watched. We're here to talk about what we listened to. And this week, we both listened to Angels and Airwaves' debut album, We Don't Need to Whisper. Angels and Airwaves is an American rock band comprised of Tom DeLonge, who does lead vocals, guitar, and keyboard. David Kennedy, who does guitar and keyboard. Elon Rubin, doing the drums, keyboard, and backing vocals. And Matt Rubino who does bass, keyboard, and backing vocals. So I want to see a song where they play live where everybody is on keyboards. Yeah, everybody's on the keys. Everybody's <laughs> yeah, on the keys. Just every single one of them. If I if I knew math better, I would do the multiplication, like 88 times 4, but I don't know what that is. That's a lot. I'd say there's that many keys because a piano has 88 keys, obviously. I wanted to do a joke, a math joke. I'm very poor at math, so... Oh, I'm not, I'm not know a math that, guy either. Just know there was intent to have a great math joke <laughs> there, but I couldn't pull it off. The band formed after Blink-182 went on hiatus in 2005. The band continued, Angels and Airways, continued to record and tour despite DeLong reigniting his career with Blink-182 in 2009. And after DeLong subsequently parted with Blink-182 in 2015, he began to focus on Angels and Airways more extensively. To date, the band has released six studio albums. We Don't Need to Whisper in 2006, I Empire in 2007, Love in 2010, Love Part 2 in 2011, The Dreamwalker in 2014, and Life Forms in 2021. I, I have enjoyed a handful of those. The Love Ones were a bit a bit much, but uh, and I don't remember The Dreamwalker too well. Sounds like you need to revisit. Uh, I might, because I know when they came out, I listened to them, but then... Uh, I haven't really revisited since, so that might be a good idea. 
The group has been described by DeLong as more than a band, but more accurately, an art project that approaches larger human themes and tackles them in different mediums, or simply a multimedia project. (laughs) Uh, This has been seen in the group's films, live events, and novel approach to fan-slash-artist interaction. I I don't know what to say. I don't know. know. Tom is... He, man, he's a special kind of dude. Yeah, and I will have commentary on Tom throughout this episode. So I'm I don't sure. want to like, it all in right now, but he, oh man, he maybe try to take <laughs> it seriously. Like that, that's, yeah. What, that's, yeah, he definitely seems to do that. Like I'm not against coming out with an album calling it an art project. Yeah. But when you do it, on such a turn, like it's such a nine, a 180 degree turn from shit, piss, fuck, hunk, cocksucker, motherfucker. (laughs) I get it that you may have to take yourself more seriously for other people to take you seriously, but to come out and say that right off the bat, like, well, you know, guys, this is an art project. I'm I'm an artist. I'm an artist. Of the first two albums, the band says that they were mainly influenced by the music of Radiohead and Pink Floyd, combining them with the grandiosity of U2. Oh, that is three. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't even know. I don't even know how to go into this. Um, I've never listened to Radiohead outside of like. I know you haven't. Yeah, they're on the list. I've, 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 I've listened to a few U2 songs, never a full album. Uh, I think Joshua Tree is on the list for you too. And then what was what was the third one? Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. Yeah i I haven't cared about Pink Floyd since I was like smoking weed at fourteen. <laughs> That's about the time. That's about the time. I mean, I I owned a Pink Floyd shirt as I think we all did at that time. Dark Side of the Moon. Uh, no, it was it was a tie dye. It was. Oh, okay. a song. I don't even remember what I just bought it because it was a cool tie dye and it was a Pink Floyd shirt. Gotcha. I had many Zeppelin tie dye shirts and a few Grateful Dead tie dye shirts, and only one of those bands I still kind of like. <laughs> and and who is it? Zeppelin. Zeppelin. Yeah. Yeah. I had a feeling. Soon after forming the band, they began recording its their first album in DeLong's studio in California from mid 2005 to early 2006. Uh, however, after a fan email hacked DeLong and stole four demos, Angels and Airwaves had no other choice but to release The Adventure as their first single, which was leaked onto radio stations, causing a premature release on May 18th, 2006. So Tom can use all his technology to search for aliens, but can't keep kids from hacking his songs on his computer. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like the man is just constantly surrounded by conspiracies to bring him down. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and it's fun. <laughs> like I, I, I have no problem talking shit about Tom DeLonge and his obsession with aliens and his multimedia projects. Uh, but I, I still love him. I think he's fantastic. I think his music is fantastic. It's just he's he's in a weird headspace like all the time. Yeah, I think it'd be weird having a conversation with him. Like it would, it would, it would be. Oh, hard. I think it'd be so interesting just to see like, like the way his brain works. Like I, I have a feeling his brain is like super ADHD, and is just all over the place all the time. <laughs> just aliens, 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 <laughs> UFOs, aliens, aliens, guitars, aliens, whining. <laughs> oh, I, I haven't heard him. Vocal style. I like his vocals. 
I have a lot of nostalgia. I in general, in general, not yeah, on this it, album it, in particular. I'm sure we'll get there, but in general, um, I like his vocals. I don't know if I do, or if there's just so much nostalgia from the Blink 182 stuff. Sure, that, like, I get that. the voice because I think Angels and Airwaves did more to cement Tom DeLonge's whiny voice, like that <laughs> quote unquote like emo voice. Yeah. That, than any Blink-182 album ever did. I don't know. I, th- I think that was Boxcar. I think Boxcar did that for him. Uh, I guess, but this kind of takes it even farther. I mean, we'll get there. We'll talk it, about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll get there. But like pre-Boxcar Blink-182, he wasn't quite as much the meme as he became. Yeah. I, I think Boxcar was necessary, and I think if Boxcar had another record, it wouldn't be good. I don't know why I think that. It's just something that I mm. think off for like off off top. But yeah. I think after Boxcar, Tom was like, "Yeah," and he just oh, yeah. opened that sail up as big as he could and caught all the wind in it. And he's like, oh, "This yeah. is me. This is what I do." Yeah. After wasn't Boxcar in between "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket" and uh, self titled? I think so. Because when he I came back to Blink for the self-titled, I felt like he had that vocal style, like, down. Yeah, yeah, you might be right. Which also might be why I did not like self-titled when it first came out. Because I saw it as, like, you know, this isn't my Blink. Well, that yeah, that and it got more serious. Yeah. But, I mean, we, we were all growing up, though. Like, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, you and I are at a different ages at, at that. Like, you didn't technically like grow up from the, you know, the ch- listening to the childish, immature songs for certain reasons, and then moving on to more adult stuff. Because I mean, they they probably kind of did. When did Dude Ranch come out? I think I was a teenager when Dude Ranch came out. <sighs> Dude Ranch was more of a punk record, though, and then they did get more comedic on later records. Yeah, I'll give you that. The comedy is what grabbed like me and people my age we are getting into a different episode right now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> understood and I'll, I'll i'll back off so lay, lay some more information on me <laughs> all right uh on may 23rd the band released their first album we don't need to whisper the album reached number four on the billboard 200 and went gold in both the u.s and canada uh despite the success critics gave generally mixed reviews with one noting that while well-intentioned, the band failed to reach the lofty heights to which they aspire, especially in light of claims made by DeLong that the album would be the greatest rock and roll revolution for this generation. Oh, boy, Tom. <laughs> yeah, buddy. It's like he keeps shooting himself in the foot. Yeah. Like, he's coming out. Guys, listen, I'm telling you. It's going to be amazing. I am the American Bono. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that's kind of funny inspired by personal crisis and global events we don't need to whisper was conceptualized as delong taught himself to play different instruments and created his own home studio never pants ranch he recruited his longtime friend and guitarist david kennedy of boxcar racer as well as rocket from the crypt uh drummer adam willard and distillers bassist ryan sin it's interesting that the distillers popped up organically in this because yeah, I I think we we mentioned on a previous episode that you never really like got down with anything Brody Dell did after the divorce with Tim Armstrong. <laughs> right. Yeah, there was a, it was a big event in my life. 
<laughs> and you still hold like ill will towards her, basically for that. Like it's just in your heart, like, uh, not, not consciously, but she, just you, you always had it. She shares the same space as Courtney Love. Okay. Well, I think I might have some of that uh, for Tom DeLonge in the Blink One Eighty Two divorce. Like I think right? I sided, okay. I think I sided with like Mark and like was like, yeah, well, fuck, fuck Tom DeLonge then. And I think there's still some of that in me. Even with the nostalgia I have for his voice, I think like yeah. it, it makes me like for the most part, I always try to give things the benefit of the doubt. Sure, yeah. My, my fuse was much shorter for this than I think it would have been if I didn't have some kind of ill will towards Tom. Oh, is that right? <laughs> I totally get it. Because that, that day you bring me like Hole's <laughs> record, <laughs> it's yeah. not going to be good. <laughs> Not because I won't come to it with an open mind. I just know, like, my feelings are going to seep into every note I write down from that record. It's a banger of a record, though. I'm sure you think it is. I'm going to bring it to you three weeks in a row. <laughs> oh, God, no. It'll be the first time we go back to back. Like, I'll do one, and then you'll bring me one, and then I'll bring you whole again. <laughs> and you'll bring me another one, and then I'll bring you whole again. I'll do a try, a triple threat of it, and oh, we'll man. see if we work it out. That's going to be, be the, the worst. Day. That's the end of the podcast forever. Just because I'd be scared of getting another another celebrity skin week. Whole celebrity skin, the sequel, and then a whole <laughs> celebrity skin Jesus. part three uncut. <laughs> Where no editing is done at all. And it's six hours long. <laughs> yeah, right. You just swearing an hour long. <laughs> just just cursing. <laughs> the overlying message the band intended for We Don't Need to Whisper is that the future could become a utopia. Okay, Tom. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to say. Like, I, I hear the, that I would make up in my head jokingly. Like, I would right. be like, oh yeah, Tom would say something like this. And then you tell me that like it's on record. That he's <laughs> For sure. For sure. I don't know what to say. I, I don't have words. Well, diving from there into... What we really, really enjoy on this podcast each episode, we're going to get into the Billboard Hot 100 for May 23rd, 2006. Yeah, I'm interested. 06 is a time where I don't know if I was listening to modern music. I don't know if I was listening to anything on the charts. We're about to find out, though. You might recognize some of this stuff uh, because I feel like we've done these charts before, and I might have even written down some (laughs) of the shit before, (laughs) honestly. Uh, Number five. Where'd you go? Fort Minor featuring Holly Brooke. Okay, what record was that? That was the one we. That's the one we did. No, I meant Rising like Tide. what? What record would we have done these same like basic charts for? Like what record was it? It was Endless Mike. Okay, yeah, that checks out. Yep. Sorry to be a speed bump here. I was just concerned. Yeah, no, I, know yeah. I, yeah. I know that song. I know that song. If I remember correctly, you liked that song. That was one of my top three off that record. Yeah, pretty sure. Coming in number four, Temperature by Sean Paul. Mm, I have to bite my tongue not to do... Say, are you going to do it? Not to do a horrible, (laughs) probably offensive Jamaican (laughs) Sean Paul impression. Right. Uh, Coming in number three, Raiden, Chameleon Air featuring Crazy Bone. Yeah, these are like the same charts. This is wow. It is, yeah. Number two, Bad Day. By your boy, what's his name? Oh, oh <laughs> it's not Mike Posner. I don't know. <laughs> we, I don't know. We're, 
we're terrible with this guy. We've talked about him like at least four episodes. Daniel Powder. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> nope. Wow. That's that dude has a rough go of it. I mean, I know. I hope he made a lot of money off that song, and I know no, he I do did. Too. Yeah, I hope he didn't blow it all because holy shit, the, the, <laughs> that's probably popped up on the show four times now. At least, yeah. We're one terrible with his name, and we couldn't figure it out. Yeah, so funny. Sorry, uh, Daniel in, Powder. So sorry, Daniel Powder. Uh, coming in at number one, we have Rihanna with SOS. S-O-S, please, someone help me. It's not healthy to make you feel this way. So, yeah, I love that song. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big, big Rihanna guy over here. Uh, I got a couple more from the 100. We have uh, What You Know by T.I. coming in at number eight. We have at number 12, Bubba Sparks featuring Ying Yang Twins and Mr. Collapark, Miss New Booty. Okay, you only put that on there because you know I love that song. I know you love that song. You wanted Uh, me to sing it again. That's the only reason you put that on. (laughs) Coming in at number 24, we have the All-American Rejects with Move Along. Move Along's after Swing Swing, right? I think it was the same album. But it was like the second single. Yeah, Swing Swing was the first one. Swing Swing was the big one? I think so. I love that Swing Swing. and I I, didn't really follow them too much. I think I like that album, the one with the go kart on the front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think I like. That I like. One. I like that one. And then did they put one out in between that one and the one that had like gives you hell on it? That was huge. Like that. That gives you. I think hell that was giant. I think that was the next one after. Okay. Swing, I like swing, that record a Oh no! Was it? Wait, was Dirty Little Secret on that one? Because I thought Dirty Little Secret was on a different record. Oh man, I have no idea. Yeah, I think Dirty Little Secret might be on a record in between there. I could be wrong, okay. but. In my head, I think that there is another one in between there. I could be wrong, but... Oh, there might be. I like that first one, and then I liked the one with Gives You Hell, that whole... When they went, like, super poppy, I liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Number one album, week of May 23rd, 2006. I know you and I were both bumping this thing pretty heavily. Stadium Arcadium by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. (laughs) Now... (laughs) this is is the first time tuning in to the are you listening podcast uh we are heavily anti red hot chili peppers and not just just anti red hot chili peppers very anti anthony kiedis so not a not a big fan not i'm gonna reference i'm gonna reference the previous song and move along yeah (laughs) good call now I have a, a list of albums released May 2006. Coming in May 1st, Snow Patrol with Eyes Open. I only know that one Snow Patrol song. Chasing Cars. Yeah, that's the one. That's off of this album. And I always confuse them with mm-hmm. who did the How to Save a Life song. Switchfoot? The, no, it's a the band. The, 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 the Fray. The Fray? The Fray. Yeah, those two I always think are the same band. I is is aren't they both Irish bands? Was there a music video for How to Save a Life that involved a lot of snow? And then I just put together Snow Patrol and Snow. Maybe I, I don't know. Maybe for some reason that sounds right in my head. 
but they, sure. yeah, I've never listened to eat like a lot of either of them. It's kind of like how I put Modest Mouse and Franz Ferdinand in the same thing because they both had hit at the same time, but I've never listened to more. I was gonna say yet. they're both similar in sound, though, right? Also, I, I think the Snow Patrol and the Frey are similar in sound as well. I think a lot of Modest Mouse fans would be upset if you said they were similar in sound. I'm sure they would, but I've never listened to Modest Mouse, so they can't get on me too bad. Yeah, I mean, I have listened, and I okay, your phrase. I've tried to listen <laughs> to more Modest Mouse. I, it's just it's that not like, doing it. Thing. Yeah, I like they're, they're my favorite song by them is one of their weirdest songs. So I, you know, hey. not their hit, right? Coming in May second. We have Jewel with Goodbye Alice in Wonderland. What was her big hit? Piece of Me? That's not it. There's yeah, something like Pieces that. Pieces of Me was her album. Yeah, that was a big, big one, I think. She had a big, she had a big hit, but I don't remember what it was. When I think of Jewel, I think of Vitamin C, and I think of a graduation song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ministry came out with Rio Grande Blood. I don't know anything about Ministry. I've heard Ministry on compilation records. I may have listened to one Ministry album, but I don't okay. know what one it is. I don't know what one it is. Sure. Uh, Mob Deep came out with Blood Money. Are you a Mob Deep guy? I can't say I am a Mob Deep guy because I recently just started listening to them. I like their first two. I don't know if I listened to this one, but I, I'm, I'm a fan of what I've listened to so far. That's good. And I may or may not have committed a robbery while listening to mob deep when i was like 14 oh fantastic <laughs> it was playing in the car that dropped us off and picked us up oh interesting yeah i don't know does that incriminate me is there a statute of limitations on that well is it it depends on the it depends on the uh the felony i suppose okay it never happened this is all for humor <laughs> This is all for humor, and this is all for fun, and this is a character. This it's, isn't—it's entertainment, folks. Entertainment. Yeah, I'm like a—I'm like a professional wrestler. I, this is just part of my backstory. Uh, it's not real. I'm like Sergeant Slaughter. Exactly. Looking a bit like Sergeant Slaughter today, actually. <laughs> I do. <a> little bit. <laughs> that might have been the wrong choice, though, because I think Sergeant Slaughter may have actually been in the army. <laughs> that may have been one of the worst calls ever. <laughs> Another record I know you were messing with heavy on May 2nd, 2006. Tools, 10,000 days. And silence on the other side of the microphones, ladies and gentlemen. Another record that came out May 2nd. I was a big fan of Thursdays, A City by the Light Divided. I like that record a lot. Yeah. We talked about the 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 one downside of being a Thursday fan is if you ever wear a shirt and it's not Thursday, you have to talk to people. Yeah, it's true. Because they'll come up to you and be like, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Yeah, I, I was able to get away with that by cutting up my Thursday shirt into a patch and putting it onto like a jacket. So that way it was a patch, a and patch people instead would... of a shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Coming out May 9th, we have KMFDM with Ruckbuck. Ever get into KMFDM? I'm not familiar at all. I've seen the name, but I'm not familiar at all. Yeah, I've I've seen like artwork, but that's it. Nick Lachey came out with "What's Left of Me." Oh boy, <laughs> Jessica Simpson must have ruined him before that album. <laughs> and then various artists released "Punk Goes '90s." <laughs> and you said you never listened to those Punk Goes records, right? No. That's interesting. Uh, I, I didn't feel the need for him. 
Yeah, I mean, that's fair. But they were a huge part of, like, I mean, we never bought any of them, obviously. But did you look at what was on this? No, I didn't. Okay, well, we have Nine Inch, Nine Inch Nails cover by the band May and the song's March of Pigs. Re- okay. Then we May have. May, is it M A E? I know that band, and them doing March of the Pigs is not something I really <laughs> need to listen to. Then we have the Plain White Tees covering Song 2 by Blur. Oh, no. <laughs> then we have Gym Class Heroes covering, and it's better than the original, Under the Bridge by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, it's got to be better. Then we have the band Copeland covering Black Hole Sun by Soundgarden. Wow, I really don't like the concept of this record at all. Then we have Hit the Lights covering Hey Jealousy by the Gin Blossoms. No, that's such a good song. Then we have Emery covering All I Want by Toad in the Wet Sprocket. I'd give that a listen. I feel like that one would, would, would hit pretty hard. I don't remember this one. I've definitely probably listened to it, but I don't think I cared about the music they were covering is why I didn't. I was going to say, you weren't a 90s music. No. So then that was Side A, I guess. I don't know okay. why Side A because there's 15 songs. Why is there this weird breaker that's like supposed to talk? Oh, whatever. Okay. Uh, <laughs> next, we have at seven, Scary Kids Scaring Kids covering Losing My Religion, which Oof. has to be good. Does it? Has to be. I, I like Scary Kids Scaring Kids. Okay. Well, that's good. Next, we have Cartel covering Wonderwall. Nobody needs to cover that song. Nobody needs to hear that song anymore. I love that song. Next, next we have The Killing Moon covering You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette. That song can go away too. I don't know who the Killing Moon is, but the, I don't they, either. Yeah, they probably didn't need to do that. Bleeding through, covering stars by Hum. I don't know that song, so I'm good with it. Amberlynn covering "Enjoy the Silence" by Depeche Mode. Nah. <laughs> this one, this one's a weird one. Eighteen Visions covering "The Beautiful People" by Marilyn Manson. God, I hate that song. I hate that song so much. <laughs> There's three more. Uh, the starting line covering Big Time Sensuality by Bjork. I, I've never listened to any Bjork anything, so I don't, I have no opinion. I own like some wild Bjork record that I open just to look at, but I, cause I got it at like Barnes and Noble for like six bucks. Oh, yeah. I've never, I've never even spun it. Next, we have the band So They Say covering In Bloom, cause you knew a Nirvana track had to pop up on here. It shouldn't, though. <laughs> and then it lastly, shouldn't. Lastly, Bed Light for Blue Eyes featuring Sebastian Davin of Dropping Daylight covering Jumper. No! <laughs> this is bad. This is a this, bad record. This record <laughs> did not need to happen at all. Nothing in that, except for maybe the Emery song, do I want to listen to? I mean, that Bleeding Through is covering the Stars song. Evergreen Terrace covered that on their writer's block record, too. So I wonder if there's if that's an actual good song, because I'm not familiar with it. I don't know. But yeah, everything and, and the Scary Kids Carry Good song, I'll check out. And Under the Bridge by Jim Class Heroes is good. I don't need to hear it, though, I don't think. Like, even if done by a different band, uh, no. Nah. <laughs> yeah, the, we ran into a problem with this Punkos 90s that we did when I went down a track list of one of the now. Now that's what I call musics is it's a bad one. Yeah, and it, it, it does not help my point because right. this is a bad one. <laughs> right. This is definitely a bad one. I'm sorry, sorry. Uh, I, I sorry. I put all of us through that. 
No, it's good. Coming out May 16th, we have Cameron Kill a Season. I've said before that that one Cameron record is is like two, take two songs off it and it's a perfect 10. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I don't know if I've ever listened to another Cameron record. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. Uh, the Rick Contours came out with Broken Boy Soldiers. That's a, that that's a Jack White project, right? Okay. I I thought that when he was with the Rankin Tours, it was like called Jack White and the Rankin Tours. Am I wrong? Oh, is that right? I have no idea. I thought they were like his backing band, but I could be wrong. I don't no. know. Yeah, I have he's no idea. A- he's he's got so many projects that I, it's hard to keep a handle on. What do you think a conversation between Tom DeLonge and Jack White would sound like? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that would be so crazy. <laughs> I honestly don't know. Oh, me neither. I think Jack White may be an alien, so he might not talk a lot to Tom DeLong. That'd be funny. Like Tom, Tom's just trying to like get him to admit that he's an alien, and Jack White's just trying to stop the conversation. Right. <laughs> Coming out May 25th, we have Def Leppard with Yeah! Exclamation mark. Wild that Def Leppard is still putting records out in 06. Yeah, right. And then Dixie Chicks came out with Taking the Long Way. Hey now, it's not the Dixie Chicks anymore. Now it's the chicks, but at the time they were the Dixie Chicks. And no, I've never, I've never listened to a Dixie Chicks record. I, I think I'd be. I don't think I have either. It would be interesting. May thirtieth, last week of releases, we have Alien Ant Farms up in the attic. Is that like another Alien Ant Farm record? Like it's not the one with Smooth Criminal. It's not the one with Smooth Criminal. No, that was Anthology. Up in the attic, I believe, is their third record. That's unreal. It's unreal to me that they even have one record. They should have been done after that that single. And then the last record I have down here, it's somebody I don't think you know of, and I only put it on this list because uh, if you don't know it, it is going on the main list, and that is The Forecast in the Shadow of Two Gunmen. I have no idea what any of those words mean. Gotcha. So yeah, that, that, that record's going on the list then because I'm a big, big fan of that record. I never. I don't even know what genre. I could even guess what genre. They are pop punk. Weird. They're they're I, pop punk I, slash emo ish vibe. I guess I wasn't into that. No six. Judging by not listening to this record either. Well, <laughs> this record's not really a pop punk record. No, this is this record is something different. It's an art project, Scott. Give it the respect. <laughs> you are correct. It is a multimedia project. We do, we don't need to whisper. It's ten tracks, forty nine minutes and forty eight seconds. Starts off with song number one, Valkyrie Missile. Brand, what do you got for me? Um, long synth electronic intro. Yeah, yeah, I knew you wouldn't be a fan of that. Long, long. It's, it is super intro. long. Yeah, it's like a minute. It's like a minute long before anything happens. Yeah. Um, it, it and. Uh, automatically I'm like, okay, Tom DeLong's trying to make us feel like we're in space. Like immediately I was like, yes. that's what this is. That's, well, that's it, all this. It gives you that vibe. Like it, yeah. it could be a, a soundtrack to a, to a space movie in like 95. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it tries to set like this vastness up, especially with that long intro. Like it tries to set up like how vast everything is and how large everything is around you. And like, you're listening to it and like, he wants you to listen to it in an echo chamber, I guess. I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> sure. Number one, it's too long. Number two, it's uninteresting. That's what I got for the first track. 
Uh, yeah, it opens with a cinematic organ melody, 1980s-influenced guitars, and a quote from an astronaut, anybody out there? Tom DeLonge was that astronaut. <laughs> he put him. He put the helmet on. He's like, guys, we're going to say we got a quote from an astronaut. It was me. Very well could have been. Track number two, Distraction. Lyrically, there's some meat in this one, as opposed to the last one that was uninteresting. Although sonically, it's uninteresting to me. It just it doesn't it doesn't do anything. The chorus is dull, and then the verses lose steam with their monotony to me. Like it's just it, it's okay. interesting the first time he does it, and then when he goes back to the same, we don't use this term normally with like non hip hop, but he uses the same flow almost, and it just gets right. monotonous, and and it's two minutes too long also. uh distraction is filled with hand claps and keyboard melody over verses lamenting death and destruction yeah i feel like you knew exactly what you were doing with this record like there's no way you didn't look at this at this track list and see every song is over five minutes and was like yeah he'll love it i uh, i talked to emily (laughs) after i gave you this record and the words out of my lips were i'm pretty sure he's gonna hate this Oh, I'm glad you consulted. I'm glad you at least got a consultant on it. <laughs> track number three, Do It For Me Now. It's This track's actually okay. The, okay. There's decent verses, and the chorus is okay enough, but there's still like 10, 15 second parts, like parts that are 10, 15 seconds, where it just feels like it stalls out. Okay. The song will be happening, and then you'll get 15 seconds of just nothing. Now, is that trying to set the ambiance of vastness in space? I don't know. I, I apparently wasn't in on the the the, the art project deal. <laughs> After it stalls, the hold on, hold on to me can just yeah. be cut. Doesn't need to be there. It's, it's really deep. long. And then Tom just harmonizing with himself. <laughs> it makes me wonder how hurt his shoulders are because he was just <laughs> patting himself on the back so hard for this. Like guys, listen. If you thought my harmonies were good, listen to this. Right, this song confused the hell out of me for a while. It still kind of does because in that "hold on, hold on to me" part, there's the the second vocal comes in saying "hold on to me," and I swear to God, it sounds like Mark Hoppus. <laughs> there's no, there's not a chance. No, there's no chance. And I looked it up, but if you listen to it, that second voice coming in sounds a lot like him. Like a lot, a lot. It's Tom doing his best mark. It quite possibly is, yeah. This song originated from a beat that Tom DeLong created in 2004 for rapper Talib Kweli. That's wild. That's a wild crossover there. He t- he turned down the opportunity, and then the Morse code beat was later adapted by the band and s- and stimulated DeLong's vision of the song being the soundtrack to young lovers watching the sunrise. <sighs> track four the adventure uh yeah these minute long intros are not it for me mm. like at all the added noises and sounds are the only defining factor of each track like sure. every other track sounds like every other track it just sounds like the same track played 10 times and those little sounds that are added in are mm-hmm. the only distinguishing factor in the differences of what's happening I may have actually heard this one before. This was the leaked. This was this was the email hacked leaked single, which may have been, like somebody may have brought it to me. And be like, this is Tom DeLonge's new band. It just leaked and like played it for me. But I, yeah. I don't 
anything to like there's no nostalgia built with it okay even though i like the sounds in this one the ones that i said are the only defining qualities the rest of this track isn't even interesting enough to compete with the few beeps and boops like wow. the beeps and boops are the most interesting part of this track it's just sure. and again maybe it's maybe i maybe i should have been in space man i don't know <laughs> but it just i okay uh i had a few hopes for this record for you only because <laughs> well no you dug the david bowie space band stuff yeah um then then you really liked the uh three inches of blood space song i believe that was your number one pick on that so i thought maybe the space thing would get you there but but that was more like it's tom long's doing more of a space sound with like but him like it's tom DeLong in space but not in space like like if there was ever a guy that would fake the moon landing, it was be Tom DeLong. Sure. And that's what this record is. This record is Tom DeLong faking the moon landing because it wow. may be sonically space, mm-hmm. but most of the lyrics are not like most of the meat in this is not spacey. Sure. Even a little to me, at least. Gotcha. Um, the, the, I cannot live. I cannot breathe unless you do this with me is actually the best part of the song. And it's, it's fairly memorable. So I'll, I'll yeah. give this track. The adventure is an exhilarating ode to a beckoning future with a huge guitar sound reminiscent of The Cure. The song was motivated by a friend whose marriage was falling apart when his wife committed adultery. The situation had a deep impact on DeLong in that he spent a night up crying for him when he wrote the track. Anytime Tom DeLong describes something as like huge, I don't think we agree on what those words mean. (laughs) Because I did not hear a huge guitar in this. Right. Uh, track number five, A Little's Enough. Okay. Too long. Too, too long. slow. Of course. And too Tom DeLonghi. Like, too Tom DeLonghi. This, this is where I realized I think that even with that nostalgia I have for his voice, I think this is where the, all that pop like him being that meme of an emo voice came in sure where just yeah. make that sound at the end of words is is <laughs> what emo music is ah yeah. he's going for it on this track <laughs> is all I'm he he has the pedal to the metal on the whiny pedal like he has the whiny pedal <laughs> to the ground all the thrusters are are just blasting hot nuclear energy out of the back of his rocket as he tries to sail to whatever wild planet he's going to line on today. <laughs> uh, a little is a little's enough was inspired by a religious concept in which God came to bring positive change on earth when it faces terrorism, war or famine. So if this is about space, why is every song about earth? <laughs> because earth is in space, my friend. Then don't try to make it vast. Like, don't try to make it huge. I don't know. I'm fighting this places I don't need to. But if a little is enough, why is every track five minutes and stalls every 30? <laughs> like, if a little's enough, we wouldn't need to hear you not knowing how to use a clutch on a car. Like, he stalls every 20 seconds. It, it doesn't make sense. Track number six, The War. War. Riff is very promising. I like the opening riff on this. Okay. And it's actually rec- I can recognize it as a riff. Whatever Tom mm-hmm. was doing with his huge guitars in the other record in the other tracks, I didn't didn't really click for me at all. Sure. I don't hate the lyrics. The hook is boring. There's too many O's and it's too long. 
The war is an anthem about the Iraq War and its death toll, and the fact that DeLong's brother was deployed to Iraq, which Tom criticized as being unnecessary. I'm glad we're talking about the war on Earth in this space <laughs> album. Uh, track number seven, The Gift. <laughs> the Gift. So far, the choruses are undefeated in being boring and dull. <laughs> the verse is decent enough. Again, it's too long. There's moments where I really like his vocal inflections. Like, there's sure. little moments where I really like it, and I think he's doing something interesting. But then he'll turn around and do something that I'm just like, no. Mm-mm, not for me. Not gotcha. for me, Tom. Uh, yeah, but the, the, the parts that I like his vocal inflections are few and far between. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. Track number eight, It Hurts. Best track on the album, hands down. I knew it from Rock Band or Guitar Hero is on one of them. I don't know which one oh, it was. Okay. Uh, it rips. Not too long. It's my number one favorite track. Maybe because I knew it. Every other track sounds like this one, but okay. this is the one. This is the one that I knew from. It had to be Rock Band, and I, I like knew. I knew all the words to this, so I must have sung it on Rock oh, Band. Wow. Also, sure. I love. I think this track is great. Might be a little long, but I can okay. manage this. I think it's great. And like I said, all of the songs sound the same, meaning this is the one I knew. So they all sound like this one. Gotcha. And also, in case you're wondering, he says it hurts seventeen times. <laughs> you counted it. <laughs> It starts 17 17 it hurts before the song starts track number nine good day yeah at this point this is just imagine dragons with tom DeLong singing oh wow and i i i urge you to now listen to this track again and think yeah. of imagine Dragons because it is very similar gotcha this was pre-imagine dragons though oh i'm i'm well aware i'm okay. well aware just the like the cacophonous drums on this yeah. really put that that Imagine Dragons vibe out there. Vibe out for you. Technically, I guess Imagine Dragons would have a Angels and Airwaves vibe though, so it doesn't really work, you know, that way. But for you coming into it, never hearing it before, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I was getting. I, I just, it sounded to me like, oh, this is just Imagine Dragons with Tom doing his thing. <laughs> <laughs> But the the track it's fine. I don't dislike it. It but it's just the same track. And then the da da does are just okay because O's would have been the worst. Like I'm glad he <laughs> changed the one part that he was going to do a lot of from the from the O's. He did a little da da does. So I'll take the yeah. da da does because the O's have been killing me so far. Gotcha. Track number ten, the closer. Start the machine. I think this track is good. I think all the tracks are fine by themselves. Like okay. when I would, when I would stop and listen, like I would just listen to one track and then go about my day. <laughs> I like the track. <laughs> sure. I also think that the opener is the worst opener for me that an album can have because it because puts me long... I'm, I'm bored. I'm already right. bored by the time this record starts. Yeah. But it, when I shuffle it, it started, I could start off with any other record. Today it started off, I listened to it today before we recorded, and it started off with The Great Machine, or Start the Machine. Mm-hmm. And I thought it would be a great opener. I liked it a lot. I did not like it when I was listening to the album via the track list, because by the time we got here, I'm out. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> right. I'm, but I do right. think it's a good track. But they still all do sound very similar. Like It's gotcha. just it's kind of one song played over and over again. Other than it hurts, basically, because I knew that one. Mm-hmm. My feeling is that 
in an effort to be taken more seriously, and I talked about this a little bit earlier, I think Tom took himself too serious. Like gotcha. I think he had no wiggle room in his own mind to, to, to do something that didn't feel like it was a risk. And mm-hmm. if, 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 if taking a risk was the intent, he did it. It just didn't help me like this at all. Right. I also don't know. Maybe this changes in later angels and airwaves. Is Tom incapable of writing a good chorus? Like is, was that Mark doing it every time? I don't know. I, like I said, I have to go back and listen to all these, all these courses are just like, oh, but like his verses are still interesting. Like he's doing different things with verses, but every chorus, I'm just like, my God, man, call Mark, make up. (laughs) And then I also don't think I love Tom's voice. I think I might love Tom's voice when it's bouncing back and forth with Mark's. Like, I think I need, I need something else. I need the salt and pepper. I need them together. I'm not just piling <laughs> right. salt on Like, I need both. Right. Uh, I do have a note for Start the Machine. During development, DeLong often took his daughter, Ava, to an ice cream shop in San Diego. And on one occasion, they wandered into a next-door toy store, and DeLong was enchanted by the sound of a pink toy piano, which he purchased and placed in his shower and recorded Start the Machine. The song attempts to illustrate the state of being on a boat as you're leaving a city in flames, only to find a tropical island and more alluring place ahead. DeLong considered it a reference to his time with Blink-182 and central to Angels and Airwaves theme that something special can come out of destruction. I just don't, like, I <laughs> I just want to, like, grab Tom DeLong by the shoulders. Tell him how much I appreciate him from Blink-182. Tell him how yeah. much I loved all of it. Tell him how much I appreciate him as an artist and just say, oh, aren't you interesting? Aren't you interesting, Tom? Oh, my, aren't you interesting? Because just every time he says something like, okay, you had a good trip with your daughter. It doesn't have to be life changing. Like, you, you don't have to. And then again, we're, we're in a boat. This is this is Earth. We're supposed to be in space, Tom. I thought this was a space. I thought this was a piece of art. I thought we were in space. Is it a space boat? Is it a space boat, Tom? Are you in the space team? Like, I just don't know what I, I, I didn't really aim to get anything out of this. Yeah. I wanted, I did want to like it because I like Tom DeLonge's voice. Well, at least I thought I did before this. I'm not I'm t- yeah. entirely sure I did. If there's other Angel and Airwaves records where maybe the songs aren't as long or maybe it's not as, you don't have to figure out a puzzle every goddamn track. <laughs> give that to me because I want to try that. But this was not it for me. This, you, this record was not it for me. You might like their next record. I'd have to go back and re-listen to it. But I Empire, I think I Empire, I think is my favorite Angels and Airwaves record. And you love this one? I like this one too. Yeah, but I'm there's also fan. like a lot. You hate like the digital electronic sounds, but right, you just but, take that as the space sounds. Yeah, yeah. Okay. When it works with the like the vast space empty feeling, I'm getting at least one of us got beeps and boops. Are I'm all right with. At least one of us got that feeling because I did not. I know. <laughs> I tried. I tried real hard. It, it, independent <laughs> tracks are fine. Yeah. But if but we're here, we talk about full projects here, and I try, I'm, and I'm a, I'm a full project guy. So yeah. full project, it's a no no. Individual tracks are fine. I would I would take these singles and listen to them, whatever. And it's also it's very good background music because it, it takes him a long time to say things. <laughs> like there's some words where it it. 
It's not 10 syllables. Tom makes it 10 syllables. <laughs> right. Yeah, I didn't hate my time I spent with this, but I also wasn't nearly as impressed as I think he wanted everybody to be. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a musical revolution. Yeah, best of our days. <laughs> I bet you, how many records did you give me that came out the same month as this? Let's just estimate, say, 12. You did 12. I bet you eight of them are better than this. <laughs> I mean, and that's obviously, you know, better in my opinion. I'm not yeah. telling anybody who loves this. Like, I'm not telling you this is a bad record. Like, oh, no. I, anybody who loves this, please love it. it. It did not do what I wanted. It didn't help me get into any mindset of space yeah. or anything like that. I think throughout the course of this podcast that we've been on, we're both pretty open and willing to have the other's opinion stated. So the fact that I don't even have to ask you, thrown or phone or groan, I already know what you're going to say. Uh, it doesn't affect me. I'm good with it. I'm yeah, glad you gave it a shot. I, there's even, there were even, I, I was struggling to, f- like to phone something. I, I need at least like four <laughs> songs. Right. Like, I think you need like a quarter of a record to consider it a phone. And, it hurts. I wouldn't mind hearing in the supermarket, but I'm not saving it. <laughs> right. So uh, this, did, this record is a groan. Yeah, know, a groan. Knowing that it's a groan for you, did you have a top three? It hurts was number one. Gotcha. Um, I actually didn't have two more until I listened to it this morning. Sure. And I'll, I'll throw "Start the Machine" at two because I actually I did like that song. Mm-hmm. And then probably do it for me now. Do it for me now was another other than him harmonizing with himself. God damn. God damn uh, coming in number three, I had good day. Okay. Uh, number two, I have do it for me now. Hey, we got one in common. Yeah. And then number one, I have start the machine. Oh, it's a two in common. Yeah. King Not bad. Two in common. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> We know you weren't only listening to Angels and Airwaves this week because you had to listen to something that you enjoyed. Uh, What were you listening to? My other record of the week is the newest record by one Rico Nasty. Okay. And it's doing, and she's doing some really interesting stuff on it. Like I wasn't anticipating it, hearing at all what it is. It's uh, I should, I should pick something that I can fucking pronounce when we do this. (laughs) It's it's Las Ruinas, L-A-S-R-U-I-N-A-S, Las Ruinas. Okay. And there's a lot of like live instrumentation on here, which I was not expecting at all. Like there's a lot of guitars. There's a lot oh, of cool. drums. I mean, Rico Nasty has been known for just dirty, filthy trap beats, which is what I wanted. Like that's oh, okay. really what I, it's what I came for. It's what, it's what sure. I jumped in for. But there's a lot of interesting stuff. There's a lot of like industrial sounds and a lot of, like the live instrumentation alone. I'm still revisiting this one because it's okay. it's doing different things that I didn't expect her to do. It's it's definitely a genre bender. But yeah, the, the new Rico Nasty Lost Ruinous is my record of the week. What is yours? Mine is the New Senses Fail Hell is in Your Head album. It is really good. It is pretty much what you would you would expect from Census Fail at this point. Super serious lyrics about family and death and dying and all that heavy stuff, but still sounds very uh very pop punky kind of, maybe a little more heavy. 
you are one of two people that I know that got the vinyl and you had told me you liked it. And then I yeah. shared your opinion with the uh, the illustrious stick there. And yeah. he said, to me, quote, uh, maybe I got to listen to it again. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so I don't know. If, I don't know if he reevaluated, but I don't think he liked his first run through. Oh, man. Uh, it, it plays a lot off of their previous record, which I can't remember the title of, but I remember that one being super, uh, super serious and more, more dark, um, dealing with family issues. And, you know, I, I think he, he had a, a daughter right when, right before that record came out and there's songs about his daughter on this new record too. And yeah, fa- fatherhood for him seems seems a bit difficult. Sometimes other people can relate to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. entirely true. <laughs> I, mean, I, I I cannot because I'm not a, a parent, but you are not. But I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, but I guess other than that, I just got to tell you what we're listening to next week. Yeah, yeah. What what do we got on the plate? I'm actually tempted to give you like a punk goes album. <laughs> no. Like I'm looking at some and I'm like, I'm man, if I gave you this punk goes classic rock, you would hate every minute of it. Oh, I can't imagine I would enjoy it. Punk goes crunk is on here. That'd be a fucking banger. That'd be a banger to do. Would it? Uh, there, there's Devil Wears Prada does still fly. So, yeah, it does. <laughs> um, I don't know. I didn't really have anything that like offhand that I was thinking of. So I'm just going to throw a random one out here. Sweet. We're going to listen to, to black label societies. Oh, okay. 1919 eternal black label society is the Zach wild project, right? Correct. Okay. That's all I know about it. So I'm super stoked, uh, listening to some crazy guitars. Yeah. If, if Zach wild is involved, you know, there will always be, some type of dicking around. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I kind of feel like I dropped the ball trying to, you know, come up with what we were listening to, but we'll see. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter at awlpod. Send us an email at areyoulistening.pod at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group. Link will be in the show notes. Go tell an astronaut. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I think Elon Musk probably listens to Angels in Airway. So yeah. yeah, go tell go tell your buddy who looks like Elon Musk because he, this is Elon Musk music. Oh man, I knew it was going to be a groan. I knew it was going to next be a week. Black Label Society, nineteen nineteen Eternal. Thank you for listening, Scott. Thank you for the episode. Thank you for the friendship. Thank you, brother. I'm so glad you took time to listen to this record. That's all I can say. <laughs> I definitely took time. I definitely. I a lot definitely, of time. A long amount of time. Um, I listened to the record. Okay, that's not right. Hold on. I'm trying to find it because Last FM keeps track of what I do. Oh, okay. It looks like I listened to the record seven times through. That's solid. Once a day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the bad part is, like, when I I hit this level and I'm like, I could have stopped at, like, four and had the same notes. 
Like, so I listened to it like three more times yeah, for sure for, for, for nothing. For no reason. For, I hope, I, I hope I can get over this Tom DeLong thing because yeah. I want to like it because there is that nostalgia there, but we'll see. I don't know. If you're feeling frisky, maybe give their next record a try. So you're not going to bring it to me? <laughs> I'm not going to bring it to you. No. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, listeners, thank you. Uh, go rate and review us and just put the review. They don't suck. Like that sounds <laughs> Please. great. Just, just I, they don't suck. I like, I like the idea that. of that. I like that. Hey, they're, you know, they're, they're fine. They're all right. Like I'll take that. They talk. They have voices. Yeah. They, they say things. They're, they're vocal. Their voice boxes work. Their vocal cords are fine. I like that. Yeah. Um, the one doesn't like any music and the other seems to not like any music. (laughs) (laughs) But generally, thank you. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, listeners. Yes, thank you. Are you listening? Are you listening? Tom can use all his technology to search for aliens, but can't keep kids from hacking his songs on his computer. I am the American Bono. Number one, it's too long. Number two, it's uninteresting. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, you dick. Yeah, I don't know. Does that incriminate me? Is there a statute of limitations on that? <laughs>